Welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Teen here. How are um, you? Um, <laughs> is that to me or to them? Um, don't know. Who knows, mate? Just throw it out there, see what comes back. <laughs> um, welcome back. This is um, a new episode we've just recorded with comedian Nick Dixon. Uh, very funny. We had a lot of fun. Um, very good friend. Very funny comedian. Very funny comedian. Very and good journalist. Yeah, he's moving into journalism, mate. He's got a new podcast coming out soon. It's coming out next week, I believe. Uh, he thinks it's going to be called the Top 5 Movie Podcast, Top 5 Films. Listen to it, but don't yeah, go listen for, to it go to over his, this. <laughs> go to his Instagram and Twitter um, to find out the actual... He's, he's, sort of, he's not finished up the name yet, but it's going to be out next week and it sounds really fun. Um, other than that... Uh, what should we do? Should we give our patrons a shout out? Thanks to all yes. our patrons who signed up. Uh, we've got loads of people now, and it's very nice. You can sign up for as little as two pound a month, and they get extra million. bits. They get videos of podcasts. They get little um, sort of extra podcasts that don't ever go out into the world. Private well, shows. They do get private shows. One on ones. They get to um, stay at Julian's for a weekend. No, they don't. But um, I come around and decorate their bathroom. <laughs> Uh, let's do I'll tell you what I'm going to share my screen with Julian let's have a let's read out some of our heavyweight patrons and above shall we uh, let's do this now then do you want to read Carl Donnelly has started sharing the screen <laughs> this, let's start here oh I'll do it while you're looking at your phone oh yeah yes yeah, <laughs> bloody hell mate um, I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing it as well here we go Pimler Cat Natalie Staffer. <laughs> you know, you've lost the ability to read. <laughs> Timmy Turnips. Tim. Steve Stark. Stephen Geary. Well, who is this? Sing Somebody, it, don't say it. It's sing it, Sophie. don't say it. Sophie, oh, I see. They've Excellent singer, name. actually. Really? Yeah, very good. Simon out. Simon. Sharon Miller. Ro- Ronan Quinn. Robert Fruit. Rajan Sharma. Rachel Ratty. Michael Scully. Michael Leslie. Liam Mintz. Liam. Laura. Kelly Taylor. Katie Funnel. Katie. Kate Apostle. Apostoloff. Apostoloff is what I meant. <laughs> Joe Hawks. Problem with a mic. <laughs> or James O'Donovan. Yes, Ewan Gregory. Ed Claus. Yeah, that's not how you spell Ewan, is it? Ewan, yeah. E W A N. I mean, there's various different spellings. This might be. I'm a not Welsh saying he can't spell his name. Um, but well yeah, done. I mean, he might have misspelled it. Who knows? Ed Clues. Doug. Davina Bywater. Daniel Marshall. How you doing? How do you say this? Oh, is it Seri? Seri. Yes. Seri tarot card reader. She's a tarot card reader. We should get we should get her on for a Patreon special where we do a tarot card reading live over Zoom. Seri, if you hear this, Seri. Hit me Let's up and we'll get you on. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Um, Cameron Primrose. Brett. Billy Bricknell. Billy Big Balls Bricknell. <laughs> Andrew. Adam Ackerman. S- Sam Henning. Ryan. Sorry, I'm sorry, Billy Big Balls Bricknell. <laughs> Ryan Hibbert. Ross Clark. Rachel Napier. Lisa Gold. Jody Fulbuff. Um, Emma Taylor Emma Taylor there we go that's all our heavyweight patrons and above um, there we go so if you want to become a patron if you want to get a nickname like um, Billy Big Balls Bricknell 
and sign up now. Um, there we go. Other than that... We should give everyone a nickname as a gift. I think we should. One day we'll do an episode where we, we've nicknamed every single heavyweight patron. And that'll be, a, that'll be a new benefit you get. You get your own two vegan idiots nickname. On a, on a, the rest of your life. For the rest of your days until you sadly die. Um, of Corona 21. <laughs> right. Let's kick back and just let's listen to us have a very fun chat with Nick Dixon. Two vegan idiots. God. Um, yeah, we caught it. I caught it, mate. I caught the end of your singing. You're, you know, you're a good guitarist and singer. We were just talking about trying to convince you to sing us in, but we don't actually need you to do that. I'm a good guitarist. I'm a uh, not great singer, but I'm okay. Have we started well, compared now, to a professional yeah, we have started singer, oh, okay, I'll switch it on then. I'll turn on the magic. Compared to me, you're really like a good singer. Yeah. Thanks, mate. That's um, but that's not the barometer for singing. I don't reckon. Um, we were supposed to do it masked up as well. This podcast, Nick. Are you, how do you feel about masks? <laughs> Julian's setting me up straight away. You know what I it's think? I think it's because you've got an excellent nose. Oh, you think it's that? Yeah, you don't want to cover that excellent. Have you just nose. started the podcast, not introducing me or anything, or just like? Oh, because sorry. We we introduced you in, in the intro. Not saying hello. Oh, okay. So give up for the well-known incel and comedian. <laughs> 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 no, not, we, no, we won't at all. It's, we do a nice, a nice intro. We have give a shout-out to our patrons, and then it goes straight into the podcast. So don't worry. Sweet. Uh, but I will probably leave it, that little bit of singing, just so people know that you've got other... Oh, well, that was bad. Outside I wasn't ready. of stand-up, you've also got other transferable And I chose skills. R. Kelly, which is the other, r- other wrong talent, choice. You know, it is, I mean, what's... What's everyone's? What's your? I, I, I listen to some musicians that um, have since been cancelled, but uh, I think musicians have been, have they? Well, you know, what I mean, like you know, I still listen to. I love Elvis. I've still, I was listening to some Elvis yesterday, and he married a kid, didn't he? So, like, there's sort of a line you sort he of did draw, some bad it? things as well. I mean, <laughs> this podcast um, hasn't changed. There it I is. Mean, the oh, leather jumpsuit. Give me a Hedo break. joke within two minutes. Well done, Julian. You're I mean, all over it. Thank you. You're on your though. game. Thank I think you, Julian's man. opened with a pedo joke before, so <laughs> actually quite slow. He's down aiming a for a, just a steady 45 of pedo jokes, 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes. But Welcome to two <laughs> vegan pedos. That- <laughs> two pedo idiots. Um, live from Belmarsh. <laughs> <laughs> they got cold. What a start. Because <laughs> um, oh, like people like Phil Spector, he, he produced some massive albums. People listen to those and he killed someone. So I think Yes, but none of it counts because it all happened before, didn't it? It, it, does, it doesn't always go, it doesn't go all the way back to Elvis, does it? It goes back a certain way. It doesn't go that far back. 2000s onwards. It's weird, isn't it? Or is Something it even more recent, do you reckon? Is it like 2010 onwards? What, the cancel culture stuff? Well, yeah, I know, yeah, but I know, can, weirdly, I sort of, I, I think when people talk about cancel culture, I think both sides of that argument get quite yeah, yeah, silly yeah. And, and sort of reductive. People who say, like, cancel culture is the end of the world. People who say there's no such thing. Actually, it's very much in the middle, and there's, there's an essence of... The truth, of truth is in the middle. It, and there's an essence of untruth to it, but, like... You know, in terms of obviously that thing of social media has allowed people now to form a groups and say like this got this person shouldn't be allowed to do this, which essence is, is in essence what it is. But you know, I'm very anti. I'm the first one you mentioned. I'm 100 percent against. I even wrote an article about it 
quite quite funny and balanced article. Um, people <laughs> called can- it funny and insightful. Is that the article that got cancelled? Who, who calls it funny and insightful? Some people on Twitter. Okay, but um, you know, it was. I'm very against it, but yeah, I, I sort of tried to outline the different types of it because it is confusing. People, yeah. people have, they call everything cancel culture, but there's different things that get lumped in. Well, that's the thing. I think that that's the argument is that you get the people that sort of are sometimes get very simplistic and say cancel culture is like. You know, or the people that say it doesn't exist say, you know, one night's just people being held accountable. And it's like, well, there are certain people who are very, very successful and famous that you, you know, they're so successful that nothing you. you say online to them can do anything. But then there's people that have, like, if you read that John Ronson book, so you've so been publicly shamed. shamed yeah. They were just members of the public who've made an, a joke that actually was misread and then they lost their job and shit. So that is obviously Correct. the. the I when mean, there's it really been some exists. idiots, hasn't there? Like, what was the woman who tweeted something quite racist, got on the plane. Justine Sacco. Justine Sacco. Yeah. She's, got she's off the, the first... plane and her life was over. Her life was yeah, over, but, yeah. But it wasn't actually... even... It was Her joke was taken out of context. If you actually read the book, she just talks what through it. What was her it's... joke? That's what's so annoying. Her joke was actually quite a funny satire on first world privilege. Yes. She was like, it was basically about to land in Africa, I'll probably get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white, lol. Yeah. I think, oh. and it's like, that's like a kind of ironic, that's the kind of joke you would do, Julie. It's like, it's saying like, I'd of course I won't. Excuse me. Most of <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, she's basically saying that she's talking about the, the white privilege of the African sort of state of affairs when actually in AIDS, like AIDS in Africa is uh, predominantly affects the black community. Exactly. That, what's, what's so annoying is that she got cancelled for something that dumb people didn't understand. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no it. nuance with it. Mm. Right, it, and it's like that was extra annoying. And John Monson in the book says, you know, oh, you know, it was a bad joke. I don't even think it was that bad a joke. It was like a decent joke. Yeah, it was I like thought a it was fairly actually, solid joke. It's, it's so yeah. obvious what she meant. So she's got by thick people. Um, but yeah, so that's. I think that's the proof that obviously there is it, there is reality in it. But I think there's also the accountability thing. It, I think is also like there was a guy. Did you see that guy who does a voice on a American cartoon, and he. He basically was online like last week calling Dolly Parton a slut because she um, she came out in support of Black Lives Matter and he got sacked because they were like, well, you do the voice of a cartoon character for kids if they Google your name and see you calling her a slut. So he's basically what he's done, that one. gross misconduct for his job. So he him getting called out and actually there is an element of that that, that just that's I just suppose you stupidity. Have to, I mean, it's, oh, adult you, swim. Yeah, I miss you that have one. to a little bit have a kind of public persona if you're doing that, I guess. Yeah, no, sorry, if you're in the public eye and you actually say something that, you know, falls you outside of your contract. The voice of Peppa Pig's calling everyone not, a Well, cunt. that's what I mean. That's not cancel culture. That is somebody just being a fucking idiot and yeah, not you're realizing the status. I kind of identified three different types in the article. I was like, there's the people that get completely banned off social media because people don't like their opinions. Yeah. And I say, whatever you think of their opinions, is it the right thing to ban them? Then there's the... the ones you're talking about which are just ordinary people just getting mob mentality which is a horrendous one guy even killed himself uh, that was related to me too did he get cancelled because of that he was, a, he was accused <laughs> you, of something for a second didn't I thought you said that was related to me I was like fucking hell man what no, did no, you no. do to it that was a me too <laughs> slash cancel culture thing where he was accused of he destroyed was, him on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> just you the pushed heckle him put the down Carl. so was, bad yeah. the guy just walked off a bridge <laughs> Um, that's the other kind and then there's the then there's the one I call like I think I call it the dream snipers or something it's basically when you've, you've been working your whole life to get something like the Oscars for Kevin Hart and then people go I think I'll take that away from him because I yeah, can yeah, yeah. and people have less sympathy for that because it's someone massively famous but it's still not yeah. great but then that's the thing I, I, yeah, I've, I, I don't like the people that 
sort of think it's uh, cancel culture as a concept is only accountability. That's it's such a simplistic view. Like, did you read um, no, Nick Cave? Nick Cave does these things called the Red Hand Letters, which are lovely. And Nick Cave, I think, is a genius and one of the most thoughtful, sort of wise music. Like, you know, you, every he the one who did the song with Kylie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's a he's a you know he's a, he's a I'm a fan of Kylie. And um, <laughs> I've got all his albums. She's like, "Is he doing something, Kylie?" Exactly. <laughs> all the level. genius stuff he's done. You know, yeah. he's directed films. He's done everything. And now it's that guy did Kylie song. <laughs> um, but he does his thing called the Red Hand Letters, where fans write him, like ask him a question, and he actually writes really long, thoughtful um, responses, like like on his website. Oh, he goes out as like a mail shop, yeah. basically. He um, and they just wanted a yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite colour do you like chips and he gets a 4,000 word essay there's a whole album God. double album about this one <laughs> talking about the devil and God Nick I just want a straight yes or no all day I'll mate this weekend or not <laughs> but um, he did one somebody said asked him about cancel culture and he wrote this really lovely piece about and he was talking about how he feels like you know at, at its extremities it shows a distinct lack of mercy, which is what human nature is built on. And it was really beautifully written. Yeah, he has a great track called Mercy as well. I would normally have read that, but actually yeah. I haven't, I've been off the internet a bit. Sorry, what were you going to okay. say? Well, no, so he wrote it. I read it and I was like, this is a really, like, you know, cautious, not cautious. It's not, it's not like he's, like, but he's really sort of thought about it and he's thinking about like, what is the danger of, uh, what's the end point of this, right? Mm. And basically in it, he just sort of says, you know, in terms of the, sometimes a desperation for full equality, you sort of don't realise things you might actually give up. And that line got taken out of context in a sense. But basically, the, the Guardian tweeted the, the thing saying, like, basically cancel culture is a bad thing. And every reply to the Guardian like the piece was people going, oh, just another old fucking out-of-touch man. Those are people who don't understand it's accountability. And right. None of them would have He read. then got cancelled. Well, no, he's, I mean, he's, again, I think Nick Cave is above being cancelled. Yeah, in he's sense of, You know, he's got such, he's got such a fan base that I think <laughs> they wouldn't allow that to happen. But he, um, you know, I think the, anyone who would not then go and read his piece and actually see just how measured it was is an idiot, essentially. If they think that he, all he said is that cancel culture is... What just happened there? Did Julian just disappear? He just disappeared, like uh, some sort of like the David Lynch movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is really weird for podcast, the recording, but um, he's been replaced by a dog. He's been replaced by a little dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck's happened? Where Wait, did you man. go? Sorry. What was what that? How do you do my, that? My internet was going, so I've switched my internet by trying to get the face. <laughs> for for what we just I, saw, you literally <laughs> just disappeared off the screen. Fucking <laughs> hell. Literally got, got cancelled, literally, in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Disappeared. David Blaine tricks. <laughs> you got cancelled from the material realm. That was it. <laughs> God's you, just cancelled yeah. me from nature. You hit, you hit the 10,000 pedo joke limit. And you just got cancelled from God just box. plucks me out of the 3D reality. <laughs> I was like, has um, Julian been working on a new closer over lockdown? Because that is impressive. Yeah. You just physically disappear at the end. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that it from they, me. All that same was people should read Gone. the Nick Cave thing before yes. thinking he just came out and said oh cancel culture is a bad thing he actually gave quite a good case for the dangers of it going to a natural conclusion as if you'd follow some of it now well there was that whole letter about it in harper's wasn't there and the and then some people later disavowed their involvement with the letter <laughs> after getting pressure on them yeah, yeah, yeah so that yeah. was hilarious they were it's like, also, some... like that i read that as well and 
you know, what I really what annoys me because I think people should be held accountable for abhorrent behaviours, right? But also, like anyone who I, I saw people who were probably in their teens coming out and saying like, "Oh, who are these old fucking people that don't want to be held accountable?" And like, you look at the list and like, Noam Chomsky's on there. Yeah. He's one of the <laughs> arguably one of the cleverest um, political commentators in history. He's also the most left-wing person of all time. Absolutely. Literally, you know. And so these people that it's sort of, you know, you don't want to sort of say it's young people being dumb, but a lot of young people just haven't done the reading. They don't know sort of if they're only reading modern like political commentator takes on things and they're not looking at the historical commentators and like the people that have actually formed the world they now exist in it's really we need to sort stop of listening to young people I, i'm with you carl stop listening. this whole culture young people people are like not... let's lower the voting age to 16 let's raise it to 25 i'm saying that's when that's but when then science... also have a cut off at 60 at i 60? think anyone over 60 oh you want to cut well. off oh you, yeah. you hate the, you hate the age. i don't hate the old i just um... think their opinions also get skewed i think there's a window of opportunity for where your opinions actually count <laughs> just right where you are carl it's your exact five year olds what was that um, Julian? I just said only 35-year-olds. Well, no, yeah. I just think a window where you actually... You're not, you're not young and stupid and you're not old and fucking decrepit. Some young people are really smart and mature. I mean, if you're an idiot at 18, you're probably going to be an idiot at, like, 23. No, but the current <laughs> science is you don't develop the, what is it, the prefrontal cortex till around 25, which yeah. is really? responsible for rational th- thought. So a lot of these people are voting. They're irrational. They, they, sh- they shouldn't be voting. <laughs> Stick it up to 25. It's all right. We'll put this clip out. You remember and see how, how stupid you were was. when you were young? Think well, about it. That's the thing. I know. You didn't know anything. I was dumb as shit, man. But yeah, also, yeah, that's the thing. You also, I'm not 60s, probably a bit extreme, but I do think, you know. 60s, not actually that old, is it? No, but I know, you know, there is that sort of stereotype of older people. Yeah, to all the 60 year old listeners. Old people tend to start narrowing their parameters no, Carl, because the world is scary. You would rule out both my parents, who were very smart and very capable. That's outrageous. What do, what do they vote? Why, how old are they? 71. No, they're, out of the, they're out of the loop, mate. I'm sorry, <laughs> they're, they're out done. of the they're dead to me. bracket. They're only sorry, you didn't make it. On, uh, <laughs> make Comedian it, is now running the voting system, and you didn't quite make his arbitrary cut-off point. <laughs> but there's got to be, there's a cut-off for everything, isn't it? There is, ultimately, you have to make it's a decision. Death for, for, for voting, it's death. No, it's not. It shouldn't be deaf. If there's, going to, if, there's a, if there's a low limit, I think there should be an upper limit. That's my rule. 90-year-olds. Well, you, you can run for you president of the United States now. Huh? While being, having dementia, you can run for president of the United States. So that that's true. That's and true. And be president. Trump, Both of them. Literally. Trump's choice is now, huh? Trump's 75, isn't he? Yeah, and he's definitely got some of it. So, you know, there's, right. no, there's no right option, is there? Both, either of them, their next, the next four years of America, that whoever's president is going to, at some point, uh, walk out of, the, yeah, walk out of their house and get lost and be found wandering <laughs> the streets. Yeah, it's not um, looking great. Um, anyway, I don't anyway, want to. I, I always go off politics because I always think, just don't say anything, Nick. <laughs> it's fine, isn't it? It's don't say anything incriminating. Your lawyer's sitting next to you going, no, no, no. <laughs> well, it's like the mask thing you're on about. I'm just like, oh, just stop saying your opinion on stuff, Nick. But, um, but I've seen you being quite vocal on about masks online. I'm ridiculously vocal about masks because. It's just one of these issues. It's kind of like you guys are vegans. Like you know, there's some issues that just you just you feel so strongly about, and you almost can't even explain it. So yeah, you're strongly people... anti-vegan, you mean? <laughs> strongly pro-vegan. No, but you, oh. vegans. Some people are like, oh, just eat burgers, mate. What are you on about? And you guys are like, no, no, it's killing animals. And some people feel that way about abortion. And there's loads of issues. With me, the mass thing, I'm just like, don't eat abortions. <laughs> 
<laughs> come on, mate. Yeah, I, um, I can't even come on that. Um, I'm just going to leave it hanging there awkwardly. But, uh, <laughs> just leave it. Let's just be quiet there. after that. Should have just like disappeared at seconds. that point. Drop <laughs> that one and boop. Should have yeah. aborted me. <laughs> God's going to disappear again on that one. Press the button. Um, yeah, well, mask, if they're just completely, to me, I mean, I don't know why I brought it up. I've done that thing, you know, I've done brought up the thing I didn't want to bring up. It's a classic. Here's tactic. what I don't want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Go on. What we, what no, I'm saying? just, it's, it blows my mind. The, the, the science is not there anyway. I've watched long interviews. Fauci was me, saying no mask for ages and then you saw him with a mask on. Um, I just think it gives people sort of some peace of mind if everyone's wearing a mask, maybe. And that proved to be not probably probably not true. That's the only argument I had heard. But then, if you look at this uh, thing, it said um, it turns out two million fewer visits were made to grocery retailers than expected in the last week of July after masks became compulsory. So I had that ready. But was that your article? That was in the Telegraph. But the, I mean, <laughs> you know, you might not like the Telegraph. But that. The one rational argument I've heard is, okay, it increases consumer confidence getting out there, but it actually probably doesn't. So someone said to me last night, do you not believe in science? It's like I've watched long interviews with scientists where they've said that the science is not clear on this. If you're making this decision, you can make the decision, but in no way can you say it's a scientific decision. So then you look at the obvious negatives, and there are many obvious negatives which we could go into, but I think it's completely... There is a lot of negatives, like even seeing people's facial expressions is important, isn't it, to connect and stuff. Yeah, it must be important for childhood development. I can't even hear people as well. The masks coupled with other stuff do help a percent, though, don't they? Like, if you do everything, wash your hands, don't touch stuff, fucking mask up, then it, it brings it clear, right, the odds right down. Well but that's, yeah, some, that's where some have done think, well without them. That's where the issue is, I think. Because I, I, I'm with Julian in the sense, I wear a mask when I go to the shops and stuff because, it, you know, they just say you should. And they I'm not, always have. I'm not doing it because I think I'm at risk or anything. I'm doing it because I think there's probably some old Because I want to rob the shit shop. in herself. But the reason she's shit, the old, the old, the old, that old lady's shitting herself is because there is a, a culture of like, you're going to fucking die if you get it, right? right. So I think it's I'm just true. wearing it because Maybe. I want her to feel, all right, she knows I'm not going to cough on her or something. But at the same time, I know there's loads of countries. Snatch her bag and run off as well. Denmark, is it, said that, that the head scientists of the Danish authorities said there's absolutely no science to actually suggest that wearing a mask. So other right. countries that we, you know, other very progressive democratic countries have yeah. the opposite view so you no, we can't normally Sweden point to and say look at these down. guys we normally yeah. say look at sweden look at denmark now we're going oh they're bad yeah, yeah. yeah. but well, also uh, and it's the same you know the same thing can be said for a loads of the other rules i had a skype with some friends in melbourne this morning and you know they have an 8 p.m curfew everything's shut once a week you're meant to do your shopping you're not allowed to visit people at over five kilometers away and you're not meant to visit anyone you like it's so stringent and it's like they've got helicopters that go to check there's no sort of crazy post curfew so they've actually the guy choking the woman because she was not wearing the mask the police officer choking the woman it's gone australia's gone crazy someone speculated it was because it was originally a prison colony i don't know if that's the reason but But it's not not australia though it's just to say it's just victoria like most australia new south wales where sydney is is absolutely fine they've got comedy clubs open and stuff perth out in west australia uh, is totally as normal. So it's because it's yeah, you know, it's a state system like America. Right. Got individual states can have their own rules. What you said was interesting because it seems to me that everyone's wearing it. When you ask someone, they go, "I don't care about it," but I'm wearing it to show consideration for someone else. They go, and then you ask the other person, "I don't care, but I'm wearing it." So you two should meet up, speak to each other. It turns out no one cares about the mask. Yeah, no, I don't think. But I mean, I think most people don't care. I think most people are doing it out of. Isn't that a sort of sense of duty more than anything else? Yeah. I'm worried about duty's good, but I'm worried about yeah. a sense of. See, I'm worried about. I mean, I don't want to compare it to Hitler, but... <laughs> but you've got to. <laughs> this is the old, I don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to. <laughs> well, what was that if not 
an irrational public health policy that didn't make any sense. They said, look, look, Jewish people have a threat, they're vermin, all this kind of thing. <laughs> this is a logical leap, but I'll, we'll go I with it. I think it's the same. I think if, I, if you're going to put, if you're prepared to, not so much if the people wearing it, the people that enforce it on other people, weren't you wearing a mask? There's people out there who just want to enforce stuff on other people. And I think, what would you do in any other system? Because if you can't question an irrational government policy, we've had apartheid, we've had Jim Crow laws, we've had the Nazis. It's not like the governments are always totally benign. Do you know what yeah, I, mean? I know, but I do think there is def- there is definitely a difference of intention. Do you know what I mean? In the underlying reason for those rules, I th- and I've I've got friends who are you know rab- not, and ra- who are it's pretty much rabid conspiracy theorists who think it, it is literally <laughs> an enti- the entire thing is a hoax. And I'm much more of the mind that the a lot the entire sort of thing is quite an overreaction out of. A, f- a mixture of panic and incompetence in terms of on a uh, government level. And, yeah, I was chatting to... I probably won't name him because he probably wouldn't want to be named, but um, I was chatting to a comedian who also happens to work in the NHS yesterday. And even he was saying, you know, actually, there is... You know, the hospitals are quieter because, they, you know, they stopped all non-essential surgeries. Oh, it's Gary Coleman, all right. That wasn't Gary Coleman, but oh. I'm, I'm not going to say who it was. But basically, he was telling me that he, he works in an ICU and he was saying that the problem with it is, and he thinks the reason why they went so hard for, you know, sort of make cutting everything down and going into some sort of lockdown was because just basically because they saw the effects on certain people and they thought the risk was that would be much more common. So there were certain people, basically he said, there was 10 people in his ICU that were on a ventilator for over 100 days, which is when they class it as a very extreme case. And he was saying that those basically, what most governments did was panic and think that was going to be the norm. So they over panicked and now they're almost too scared to admit they were wrong. Mm. So they're sort of keeping an element of like, no, this is still could be a serious pandemic. I think it was unprecedented, though, wasn't it? it was, I did hear that word a few times. Really? I thought it was precedent. Where did you get that? Yeah, I, I, I know it's, they can't admit the mistake. The, the ironic thing is, of course, that the nursing homes was the one area they should have exactly. been very careful about, and they messed up. New York yeah. also messed it up. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. But the mask thing, I saw a woman come out of a Sainsbury's in ski goggles, and I'm like, but I'm the crazy one for not wanting to wear a mask. Ski goggles, Carl. But I will say, I've, I broke my mask rule last night, and I'll tell you why. Dress me as well with the ski goggles. Like. Um, but, what, but did she have a mask as well? Maybe she was going yeah. skiing. She had a mask and ski goggles. Yeah. She might, they might have been her. She might be she have a glasses. gun in her hand. No, they were goggles. <laughs> but, but you can catch it She might have just eyes. come from paintballing. I, hey, I don't judge. Well, I'm judging a bit. Um, <laughs> I don't judge. I don't judge that silly bit. I don't judge, but um, read my new article about, <laughs> about this dumb woman. <laughs> this dumb bitch, mate. Just my opinion. The, the, the thing about I broke my opinion. I broke it last night because my friend asked me. He said, "Can you wear it while you're circulating Why in you my bang venue?" My wife. Because it's his business, and he was terrified about it being shut down. Because he said a health and safety person has been on the phone. He says he's going to come and check me. So he convinced me. I was like. I don't want my friend's business to shut down, so I'll do it for that. I'm prepared to face fines and arrest. I mean, I'm like hardcore. I'll, I'll go to prison. But my friend, I don't want his business shut down. So that's how they got... They get to you through the people that you care about. They get to you in the end. But um, you go l- to last, prison and wear someone's arsehole as a, a mask. Vendetta the irony. <laughs> that's how I'm taking it. You're wearing the pillow as a mask. <laughs> do, do you know what? Do you know what gives me some... Uh, this last thing I'll say on it is... I'm, I know what I'm like, so... I've, but I have noticed that normal friends of mine are also very anti-mask. I have a friend, I've got two friends. One's a woman, one's a man, so there's different demographics. They both have children, they're both family people, normal people, both yeah. vehemently anti-mask. And that yeah. makes me think, because everyone knows, like, yeah, Nick lives alone, spends a lot of time on the internet. Classic <laughs> incel profile. <laughs> FBI probably got him on a watch list. Yeah, of course he's anti-mask. But normal friends of mine, 
anti-mask as well, Carl. So that's that's called an appeal to authority yeah. in the debating world. But there are, you know, so lots of people, and it crosses all. And also, my friend who's like younger, who's like from the streets, he's like had a tough background. He he's totally anti-mask. He's like, nah, mate, don't give a shit. So there's loads of every different demographic. It, it crosses yeah. all. Types I, of people. I mean, to be honest, though, it depends. It depends on what. Like, I know people that live in loads of different parts of the world, right? And like, I live in Harlesden in Northwest London, which for a period of time was the worst hit place with cases in the entire UK, right? And even at its peak, when they were saying that, it was on the news, they were interviewing people down on the high street about like how, you know, the, the numbers of deaths in this in this borough, Brent. And um, and even then, no one gave a shit around here. No one was wearing masks in shops. Like no, it, this, I live in an area where there wasn't really a lockdown. People were just out on the streets, hanging out. You know, all, all the Polish geezers were sitting down on the clock tower bench, drinking their tisky lagers and like... They just didn't. I never at any point felt that there was a lockdown where I lived. So it's sort of like it differs from where you live, isn't it? Yeah, I've noticed very, a lot of different different attitudes towards it. Definitely more middle class white women into the mask. Definitely some other people less into it. But anyone, I just walk around the Sainsbury's. Anyone not wearing a mask is my brother or sister. That's the only. <laughs> that's the only. Uh, you got to give them a big now. hug. <laughs> <laughs> I just silently communicate. Give them a big kiss. <laughs> on the lips. It's a bit edgy not wearing it, but I don't know. I shouldn't have admitted on your podcast. I went to. A, I've got I severe to, asthma and no, autism. I've, I've accidentally forgot. I've forgotten my mask twice in the last week going out to shops, and that's genuine. I do genuinely have one when I wear, and I wear it because I just think you know it's the fucking rules. But twice I went to a coffee shop down the road, and I walked in without a mask on. I forgot on one, and she said you actually meant to wear a mask, and then I said I've, I've forgotten it, and she was cool. And yeah, then, I ran into uh, a comedian that had forgotten his, and we both saw each other at the supermarket. It was like. He probably would it like we both weren't wearing a mask. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> what could he say? But he'd forgotten it. But then I ran into um, my friend Kerry as well, and he was like, he was like, uh, he was wearing it just to, for people to. I didn't think he'd wear it, but he was like, yeah, just why Kerry not? Go Marks, on. If you want. Kerry Marks. But then he goes, um, but you know, I'm, he goes, I'm still against seatbelts. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm against brakes on a car. He goes to me, dri- he goes, driving back in the day, you don't realise it was so much more fun. It was cowboy then. It was cow- he kept saying cowboy. And yeah. I go, yeah, but Kerry, didn't you have like loads of crashes? He went, oh yeah, I wrote off loads of cars. Yeah. <laughs> loads of, lost loads of family members and friends. I mean, seatbelts but... do bring the death rate right down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. people I mean, who like those stylish 60s cars when you didn't have to have them, they don't like them. Look, I'm not taking a stand on seatbelts. I'm just taking a stand <laughs> on masks. Mate, but... you said it, right? We're just, we're just quoting you. It's, a, it's, the, it's the thin end. It's not even that thin end. It's the quite thick end of the even thicker wedge, isn't it? Where is it going to go? When, once it's masked outside everywhere, so you can't breathe normal air like a human, I'm not sure I even want to live in that world. I yeah, but no, surely. I mean, what are, the, what are the chances of that coming in? Well, some countries are doing it. Yeah, what countries? I think they have it in France. I think they have it in Australia. I have to check the details on this, but countries do that. I think they had that in California. That was a rule. Yeah, I mean, because. But then again, how? I mean, there is also. They saying you can't breathe air. Out I always think about it as breathe, what is policeable and what isn't policeable. Like I, again, going back to the fact that during the most strict parts of the UK lockdown, where I lived, everyone was just pretty much going about their business as normal the police were rounding people up like i was sitting in the park with rob collins and we got told to move on by the police yeah they doing it. it depends i mean that's black Heath. it's like a really posh area exactly. they're, selling drugs they're more well. on it around there yeah. yeah 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 but i reckon it is that thing of like it's gonna be they're not how could they police it in you know in in Harlesden, there's a there's I can't a drug even dealer. police the stabbings but that's it there's a there's a big geezer who sells drugs just up uh, near the clock tower like and, openly uh, yeah, you know I mean, and like, 
If they're yeah. not stopping him, do you think got they're going to tell... Got a drugstore at the farmer's market. <laughs> I read <laughs> somewhere the police were not doing it because they already thought of badly enough at the moment. Like that, The police had said that as well. I can't remember where I read that now. So they probably slowed down easy. a little bit after the George, George Floyd thing, didn't they? But also, just all the bad feedback during lockdown. They were doing way too much, like taping up park benches and everyone was like, calm yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, worry yeah. about... The last thing I'll say about it, because I keep threatening it's the last thing. <laughs> this is the um, seventh last The seventh last thing. It's just that people say it's selfish, you're a selfish scumbag. I say it's not selfish because I'm worried about the world we're creating for my nephew and niece. I worry about the world we're creating by allowing authoritarianism to go crazy. Maybe that sounds a bit 5G. Like but a liar. No, that is, that is a concept. I always think now, what is this world we're creating for, for the future? You know, I always think about my nephew's I don't girlfriend. think it's a selfish thing. I think I like, I like different opinions. I think, you know, oh, it's good you. what you're saying. Oh, good. I don't mind masking up. That's all right. Well, maybe I, I actually, after my friend. Maybe, I, I was on. Know. I was on the London Underground, and I had a mask on. I saw a few people. I couldn't help judging a little bit because I wasn't really thinking it through. So I did think, oh, that's a bit selfish. Then I left my mask at the gig, so I had to come back with no mask. <laughs> yeah. And people are looking at me. I'm like, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always in the very end side. I'm always in the very end carriage as well. I'm like, I'm miles away from Driving everyone in the end carriage. Yeah, yeah. And in the supermarket, I stay away from. I stay away from people. I mean. I live alone. I haven't seen anyone for five months till the other day. I stay, I stay a, a long way away. So I think it's almost impossible I could give you it. And I would never cough anywhere near you anyway. So I, I think it's almost impossible I could give it to someone. Probably impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, I mean, I do, that's, that's my, my, like, my issue is the, we, I, I sort of agree in the sense of the world you're creating in the way they sell it like in uh the media and the way people act online about it in that there are there are did you see i saw a video of a woman getting shouted out on a tube platform like because she didn't have a mask on yeah by a and big guy, a big guy really, yeah. like a scary guy and yeah. even if you know even if somebody isn't wearing one just because they don't want to wear one you know obviously there's but there is a, there's loads of people who aren't wearing them because they have an exemption right just what's the, that, that thing of what creating an environment? Can't breathe it's, properly. Well, you yeah, shouldn't wear it, Julian, because you've got heavy asthma. So yeah, asthma, asthma wearers have an exemption. Autism, oh, really? asthma, yeah. anyone that would just cause stress and discomfort to... There's loads of exemptions. Fair enough. Anxiety. Uh, what, the uh, somebody it's got to be the caring thing. Clapham, Sorry. didn't they? Someone yeah. got decked Clapham. Clapham Junction, I watched that video. So that thing, like... You know, what was that about? Yesterday, somebody um, there was an argument about masks at Clapham Junction Station. A bloke got knocked out. And it's that thing of, like... Because they were a good person. The good person knocked them out. That's no. The person who got knocked out, I think, was a mask wearer, and he was having a go at somebody who wasn't wearing one. And the guy who wasn't wearing one knocked the bloke out. I mean, mind your business, maybe, isn't it? What happened to my business? You were on their side. No, 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 no. I was like, I was like. Well, well, that guy that we saw on the, the other one on the tube platform was coming up screaming like, "Where's your mask?" Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're not a good person when you're doing that. That doesn't no, no, make no. you a legend. You, yeah, you've given up the moral high ground when you're shouting the c word at a woman on a pla- train yeah. platform. Oh no, I do like I watching know. arguments though. You love watching arguments. I can mate. imagine Julian just sitting back, just watching it, thinking it's all back and reveal jokes. Um, we just had a little mic issue there, but now we're back. Um, Wasn't me. What were we talking about me. before that? I think we we were done with masks. Let's move. Yeah, on. I went a bit too heavy on that. I felt a bit that I'd gone. I felt I dominated the podcast with my mask. It's BS. Fine, mate. We didn't, I was going to ask you about gigs. Less. Just mask up and stop being so selfish. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That's what I did last night. Have you been back to gigs? I have yeah. done a, up, a handful. I'm one tonight as well. Where are you gigging tonight? Nick's uh, favorite gig. Top secrets. What that? The anti-mask gig in the yeah. field. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, online, the online gig in Nick's I, kitchen. I called it a gig to get you there. It's more of a rally. <laughs> Where are you tonight? Not a mask up, but it's a different time. It's a different kind of mask. <laughs> more of a more of PPE a hood. hood. <laughs> N95 hoods. <laughs> that's how we get them here. They come for the safety, stay for the racism. That's our motto. Um, stay for the connection. I've yeah, I've been back. I've done some gigs. I did. I've done some outdoor gigs. I've done a. Yeah, I've only done one indoor gig so far. I've done three. Do you do, you do car park? I did not do any car park gigs. I will not do car park. And I won't do Zoom. I'm quite, I'm quite a diva about it. I won't do any of that. I've really? done a few Zooms. I did loads of Zoom ones. I actually did ended you? up really enjoying them just because it's rare you can do a gig in your own house and literally finish and say goodnight and go like that and then go to bed. You're right. That was my dream at one point. And then when it came along, I didn't, I didn't want it. But yeah. have you, someone, have you, I don't want to name any days, but it's so funny because comics are putting out car park gigs. Come and do me a car park gig. And there was one yeah. of them, it said... Um, I've put out a, a, a it was like, I've put out a post for a gig in a car park in Preston. It hasn't had the normal take up I'd expect. I was like, Why do you think it is? And I'm like, read, read the sentence back slowly. Preston car park. That's your answer. Guys, I've put out, I've put out my listing for my gigs. It's in a multi-story in a, it, car park on level six. It's at the Brent dump. I don't know why people aren't asking to do it. It's 100 quid on a Friday. It's in a prison shower. Why is no one replied to it? Yeah, it was like... It's on a Friday. I've only had three people reply. <laughs> three open spots. Comics are hilarious. They'll do anything. But I just... No, I was like only indoor. Came back on Monday. Two gigs. Smashed it. And then one last night. As far as you can smash a socially distant gig. It's actually quite yeah. similar. And I did all new stuff about COVID. And what, the whole lot was new, was it? Nearly all new. And the new stuff was working way better because the old stuff I've forgotten. I'm not feeling it. So I did all know. my new stuff about, like, you know, well, how come people were... Well, I won't do the jokes now. But it's all about COVID stuff. It's good it's, fun, isn't it? I did a gig on Sunday and I, and, uh, I was on uh, t- after Kwame Asante, who's uh, also an A&E doctor. So he talked about being an A&E doctor. And when he mentioned it, the crowd went crazy. Like, oh, my God, you know, clap for them. I might do that. I might open with well, that. Well, that's what I did. So I went, Nana, really. I, that's what I went on after him. And I went, guys, um, it's great to be here. Uh, my name's Carl Donnelly. Um, and, you know, actually, very similar to your previous act, I actually also am an A&E doctor. And everyone went, <laughs> And then they started laughing. Uh, fetish when they parties. And I, just thought, and I just went, I'm not at all, actually. But <laughs> I heard that fucking clap you gave him. And I thought, I'm having someone at... I tried um, to do a joke about the NHS. The silence was so pure. As soon as I started it, I was just like, bail out on this, Nick. No was it about here. disbanding it and replacing it with a healthcare system? No, it was like a uh, joke about system. me like, not getting bored of the clap or not doing the clap or something. But it was just like, I could just see just the word NHS. This is not even worth it bothering I've got, I've got a bit about st- how I stopped clapping after week two. And that, Have you? Maybe yeah. it was just a crap bit then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not <laughs> saying, I'm just saying mine worked very well. Uh, but my, my best bit was about Prince Charles. I said, like, oh, it's about why did, people got really annoyed when Prince Charles got the corona test and they didn't. I'm like, how, why was that the moment you realised your life wasn't like Prince Charles's? This was my <laughs> yeah. best bit. It wasn't like, the 45 bedroom the house he lives in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his mum's name is The Queen. Her first name is The. <laughs> it's this whole thing. So that's my best bit so far. I don't know if it'll... But it'll probably stop working once everyone's forgotten about this virus next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I was like, I'm, yeah, I definitely think there's a... I had that bit as well, but it wasn't as good as my other stuff, so I dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't the 12 more pullback and reveal wanking jokes. <laughs> and pedo <laughs> references. <laughs> it didn't have pedo in it. I, so and I you did talk about Prince Andrew instead. It's more your turf. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, I reckon yeah. there's it's, it's definitely, I reckon a shorter it's a good shelf bit, life. Nick, I was joking. There's a shorter shelf life on stuff about that sort of business. 
then there would, you know, it is that I think yeah. there's still a novelty to talk about it because we're only just coming out of it. But does your old material feel dead and stale, Carl? D- yeah, definitely. I'm not. Well, you're not stale, asking me that. <laughs> but, but saying that, I'm quite. You know, so I know you're still doing all the same shit. But I, um, I'm not. I'm opening. I'm doing ten of new off the top now, and then my second ten is your old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, normally when you I'm say new, you mean you've, it. you mean you've changed one word in the setup. So when you say new, do you mean like? No, that? it's all new. new. It's all about lockdown and Corona. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> um, it's yeah. I've, it's uh, I've got yeah. I've, I've I've been I've sort of not written loads of stuff during it, but I've definitely written enough to get by. I've not. I don't have to go and do old shit. People were saying to me, "Oh, you you've written so much." It came from one month in April when stand up was taken away, so I had all this spare energy. Yeah. Where am I going to put it? I put it into tweets that were quite funny, and then yes. that, then I ran out and couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't write jokes anymore because it, it's so disconnected from. I didn't know stand up would ever come back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just basically read out my tweets in that one month of April. That's what so. I what did you do from May to uh, August then? What was your? I wrote six articles in a month. Uh, then I, I thought maybe I should maybe I'd. Which are just like funny. They are quite opinionated, but you know they're not like. I'm just trying to be funny, really. But some people don't like the opinionated thing. But are you I did that. that? Is that going to be your future? Um, you know, it's, it's, a new, it's definitely a new avenue for those comedians who become sort of what's the word part of the commentariat, as people would describe it. Would you? Yeah. Is that something you would? Look I just find I'm quite good at it. I can actually do it. You know, I can write these articles. They're funny, and they're, and you know they're better than a lot of the articles out there. But. The only thing I don't like about it is I don't like to be hated online yes. or in person, really. And I don't. I thought you'd got used to that a bit. No? <laughs> I have some opinions, but I I try and make them. But like, a lot of people judge me just on like the titles and stuff. If they read them, they're quite balanced and funny and gentle. They're meant to be like satirical. I've read some of them. I think they're very good. Thanks, mate. One of them was about herd sanity. You know, we need to develop herd sanity. They're just meant to be like. And they, they, they try and go at the right targets. You know, if people are being like all these celebrities were praising Louis Farrakhan at one point, I was like. The guy that thinks white people were created by, in a eugenics experiment by a mad scientist and thinks Jews are termites. I'm like, guys, yeah, can we yeah. chill out on praising this guy? So they're just kind of meant to be like... It happens. Like the sound it, of this it, guy. It's that thing of like, you know, a lot of people, once they've got a cause, they are so desperate to like anyone who's f- agrees with them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a vegan, but, you know, like Lewis Hamilton is a vegan, right? And he's sort of, you know, he, I, you know, he's sort of, he talks about environmental issues and things like that and... You know, I don't think any Formula One driver has any right to talk about environmental issues. They literally work on his uh, in, boat, on his yacht, uh, in a in a, literally a, the probably one of the most petrol-consuming industries in the world. <laughs> Formula One. You know, his whole lifestyle is in, environmentally absolutely diabolical. You know, the the hypocrisy for him to talk about environmental issues. Yeah, he can talk about veganism because that's not you know that's, that's a different thing. But like you know, I've seen. I've seen environmentalists retweeting Lewis Hamilton's take on environmentalism, but not realizing the disconnect between he's part of the the one percent, isn't he? Who right. are totally causing more problems than they're doing good. And I just think it happens all the time. People once they sort of you know they're so desperate to just have allies that they'll pick any old cunt. <laughs> right? Yeah, we got Chelsea Handler praising Lewis Farrakhan. I mean, she's got one white parent, one Jewish. He hates both. <laughs> like, you might want to rethink that. <laughs> so I just pointed that out in a funny way. And some people don't like it. They're like, oh, you how can you write this? And it's like, actually read it maybe. But your more supportive friends will say, oh, it's a great article, even if they don't agree. I just think it's fine. But people You're get... welcome, man. I mean, one publication I wrote for people said was right-wing. Then I found out it's actually many of the people running it are Marxists. So I'm like, get it from both sides. But 
So I always t- dip my foot into that stuff, and then I go, "Do I really want to do this?" Because you just get hated, and I'm just trying to be funny, really. Yeah. So, but isn't that I part of it? If you've got an opinion, that's that's the part of it, isn't it? People are going to disagree with it. They are. I just don't have the personality. If I'm too soft. Like some people just seem to have the personality to be in war every day on Twitter, just just being you know attacking. And I don't like to attack all the people. I don't like to get attacked. So could, I'm just too. Could you, can you not? I mean, I always often think about: Is the problem there that those people do that? Like you know, is it sort of a chicken and egg thing of like you can write the articles but do you have to then engage online with the the discussion or can you just avoid it you can avoid it i got because i got one of them got like thousands of likes and stuff, and it was getting and then the person one person i criticized in the piece replied to it and i thought normally this is where someone would go back about i just left it i just looked at it without my glasses scroll <laughs> i just yeah, like yeah. oh people some people hate me some people like i get it and i just didn't engage i don't think you need to no. i think it's, it's, like, it's a stuart lee thing isn't it stuart lee will do his shows and he'll dig out loads of comedians on stage he'll write his articles in the Guardian. he'll dig out loads of people and he just never ever engages with the backlash so i think there is a there's an argument to be said for just do it throw it out into the world and then just turn around that he was my approach as him being a character doesn't he on stage yeah, the character. Well, he sort really of talks about it. that but you know he also i think when you know if you read his articles it's often it's a bit you know, of a way out of it isn't it like yeah, yeah. no it's just we're a all, character we're i love you really ultimately yeah. aren't we? but it's the character that shot that guy yeah it, it's i don't yeah and the other thing is i've taken a lot of time on the articles i'm trying to make the nuance they're funny they come from a better place of me they come from like what is what is the, really the fair thing here you know what i mean like they, they come from a like benign place whereas if you then hit back on someone on twitter when you're angry you're just not gonna have the nuance is it definitely so it's, that, it's it's a very yeah it's very easy to get into an argument on twitter like, i'm very good at not getting into I'm, i've sort of i'm good at muting a conversation as well like if i do a joke that starts getting a bit of hate you know it starts getting loads of shares and then all that happened, it, it could be the most innocuous joke and it will always start a debate for some reason. Yeah. So the moment I see it, the moment I see it get more than about 10 retweets, which is like the tipping point where it suddenly starts escalating, um, I just hit mute conversation and I'll never ever hear from that again. I've That's let that great. tweet free into the wild. I've never muted conversation. I'm, I semi didn't know you could, but I've I didn't muted know you people. could either. Yeah, it's the I've best. muted about 75% of comedians so I can still <laughs> see why your you two didn't guys like any of my yeah, stuff. Yeah, I get it mate we're right here no, I've just had to mute so many of them because they're so annoying I've but, muted um... your phone calls <laughs> <laughs> I've muted when you the doorbell when you come round <laughs> um, but yeah I, I shouldn't I, say that should I because they're our colleagues but some of them you just got to mute I've muted it's all right, though. We're not. we're not playing for them are we we're not playing for comics we're not playing but you know what i mean you're not tweeting for them well you shouldn't be anyway it can get in your head can't it you could be like oh what's what a comic i, mean, I am but that's that, that was why it was a relief for me having five months off because i was like i didn't have to think about what comics thought about anything that was a big relief, actually, like not caring what anyone thought. So I just thought, oh, I'll just be myself. And it was every tweet was a wank joke. I'm like, <laughs> is this who, this is just who I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, really I'm, I'm expressing myself. I've come out the closet as a person obsessed with wanker, wanking and pedo documentaries. <laughs> this is just who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Without any rules, no criticism. It's every joke's about me wanking. <laughs> yeah, mine was political insights, lengthy considered articles. Julian was like, more wank and pedo jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My balls, my you balls are, are in every tweet. They're very good ones, though. Yeah, um, yeah thank you. They are you, high man. quality. In the yeah. wanking joke genre, you're one of the best. Yeah, I thanks, man. I'm a massive wanker. <laughs> um, I mean, I was wanking a lot, so like... Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, so I think as a comic, I always say you talk about what you, what you know, what you do, what you do in your life. You were literally in a bed sit wanking for five bed. months. <laughs> I was going to 
I was going to say I had a joke about that, but it's, you thought it was similar to your joke, so it's too controversial. Go on, what me. joke is it? Go no, on. I was gonna, and I, I go, I actually masturbated slightly less than average, uh, probably because I was confined to the house. And then you had one that was... Oh, similar. it was exactly the same as my joke, just not as good. <laughs> well, it's doing well on stage, and now it's mine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll do them on stage. I've done, my best one was about not eating... I did all these jokes I thought were clever. The best response was one about, I said, I've cleaned up my diet, stopped eating bat meat. That got on the biggest laughs. I'm like, really? That's, right, that's, the, that's the worst thing that you learn from Twitter is you could do... I've done jokes where I've written it. I was like, this is fucking good. And I put it on Twitter and it would just... No, this was on stage last of night. Mites and shit. No, yeah, but I mean, that's a, it's exactly the same thing. Oh. In there. But then what you do is, if you do something topical and a bit shit, it will just get a bigger response because yeah. people just like laughing at what they know, don't they? That's the nature yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the sort bat of... stuff, bat material. Yeah. Then, then I did another bat bit. I was like, listen, just milk this bat thing. Yeah. It's um, gonna be, I, there's going to be a lot of... Um, Cack topical jokes coming there once these once gigs are started tonight. There will be at top secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. back tomorrow, though. I've got to do my first 20 minutes there. It's all right to do a new material gig, which I've done, but now I've got to do the first proper 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though I've lost all my He's, old jokes. I still had notes on stage. I did uh, two 20s on Saturday and, and with I, notes, yeah, sweet. Yeah, I asked, I asked last night, I said, Do you mind if I have notes even for the 20s? Because what it's not like what did Mark say? Guy remembering his jokes, yeah, he said it's fine. Because yeah. I'm there tonight and I'm kind of, I, I find it hard. My, my brain, like, I can't remember the order of stuff or what no. I want to, I don't know. But I can remember a fucking date in 1997 yeah, and yeah, nothing yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. got this fucking bullshit brain, man. No, it's the same. I'm looking at my old jokes going and just, they're just individual words, height. And I'm like, what is height? And I'm looking at like, what I don't know. I had to listen to some of my old jokes to try and remember them. Then I didn't. I know that joke of yours. <laughs> It's about the dating app, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know it now because I watched Grindr, it back. Yeah, yeah no, that one I was trying to remember. What is the order the of it? How joke, did it yeah. go? And, but then you're not going to sell them as well. The new stuff's working a lot better because it's, it's the energy and it? it's all about energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows you, doesn't it? It's, it's about delivery and energy really more oh. than the words, even That's with the, excellent I mean, gold jokes like mine. There are comics, and I'm not, again, obviously I'm not going to name names, who actually, if you scratch the surface of their material, it is utter dog shit, <laughs> but they are incredibly charismatic. I mean, if you saw it written down, it'd be like, what? You're going to go my, on live my, at the Apollo and mate, say this? Some of my bits, if you actually wrote them down, are fucking crap. <laughs> but the three I, of us, you're definitely further on that scale towards <laughs> actual performance. No, not, to, not well, towards so, I, But I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm good on, I'm very... You know, I can sell a story, I can tell it, I can sort of... But I think that's what a story is. I mean, you don't... It's like... Um, it's timing, it's suspense, it's... You know yeah. what I mean? Stuff like that. And also, yeah, you've got to leave... the words you're saying. But also, you two, I think, are very good at having a, a good economy of language in your stuff. You write it so that you know where the, there's the funny bit, bang. But, like, you know, it's tight and it's sort of... Yeah, economical, whereas mine is fatty. But, you know, but... I, I can, for doing I long can, shows, isn't it, yours? Is that, well, I just do long, yeah. I, I still yeah, think it's economical, though. Like, it's all valid, isn't it? If it, oh, it still, becomes it. When I first tell yeah. a story on stage, though, it is... Mine's more suited to emails yeah. and text messages and stuff. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I just divisive, read Divisive online articles is what yours <laughs> I is. I just read tweets for. from an iPad. <laughs> Contrary, divisive <laughs> commentary. Why am I like well, this? I think Nick's very natural as well on I stage. I do, actually. Oh, thanks. You're a very funny comedian. I think, yeah. Not funny, but very natural. You look, you look like you should be up there until you start talking. Yeah, yeah. It's boring, but it's natural. <laughs> you think, I wish he was still backstage. It's boring, but natural. It's like a glacier. 
um, but yeah, so how to, did you, so you did your first ski bet last week? Uh, Monday, and then one last night, Wednesday, so that was it, and that was first back over five months off. Did, did you say you, you've not seen anyone in that five months, physically? Barely, barely. I saw Tonks running around sometimes, yeah. because he runs near where, I saw Kerry once walking around, these are comics that live near me, and I saw Mark because he just had his new baby, and that was it. And I really haven't, um, I've seen people on Zoom because we're doing my podcast and my new podcast. I've talked to people on the phone. But no, I have, I, I've been very, very isolated. The thing is, I'm totally used to it and weirdly fine Are you going to release the episode I did or not? We don't talk about it. <laughs> Nick was so unhappy with me afterwards. Why? Like, what happened? Can what we talk about that or not? We don't have Yeah, to. I'm happy to Come talk on, about it. So what happened? Oh. Nick thought I was stonewalling him. Julian I didn't even know what, I had to Google what stonewalling meant. What's it saying? So, what, so you're, what, to what's your podcast? Your new podcast? I'm doing a new podcast. It's totally different from that. We can talk about ah. this thing first. Oh, so it's a different my, one. Because so, yeah. yeah, I know you started your one before. It's a totally different one. Because then I started my one in my studio, but then it got lockdown happened, so I couldn't go in the studio. So I was like, yes. I don't know what to do anymore. Then I ended up starting this film one, which we can talk about if you want in a minute. The yeah. one Julian's talking about, which is my new one coming out. He did uh, one episode, one, then cancelled it. I cancelled it, yeah, yeah. Well, Julian just... Cancel culture, mate. For some reason... <laughs> when you're writing an article about that. <laughs> he cancelled me. Exactly. <laughs> fucking hell, the he fucking cancel culture bro. journalist. <laughs> what happened? Julian decided... You know on a podcast how you're meant to talk? And you see how today I've talked and I've offered lots of stuff. Maybe I've even talked too much, but I've offered a lot. What Julian was doing is one word answers, shut the conversation down, try and make the host as uncomfortable as possible when he's doing a new thing that's hard. Then yeah. complain that you've had to drive five to 12 minutes when the other person's come like an hour and something yeah. and complain a lot and just generally make it impossible. That was his I tactic. didn't complain. I just said that parking is a bit difficult around here. You're paying for it. <laughs> and I offered to pay for it and he said, no, it's all right. And I, I was paying for the studio, so I was paying a lot more money. Oh, yeah. you're paying for the studio. You want me to go halves on your podcast? No, of course you don't, but like... Sorry, you had to cover the equipment and stuff. I want you to go, like, get your effort level to maybe like bring uh, my own lighting. Thirty percent. No, Julian just decided to just sabotage it. I don't know why. I, I think Nick that. was just highly strung. It was his first one. I was, you know, un- insensitive to that really, and right. you know, perfectly reasonable. But Nick's very sensitive, obviously. Yeah. yeah so that's sen- what it was. He was my, I was the problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> but forget that. That that's in the past. That's the old. Well, Julian one. brought it up. I would never brought it up because it you know makes him look terrible. But <laughs> it makes Nick it look really really bad. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it can be tricky to interview your friends when it's like, what is the tone? I then did one with Andrew. Did Dorn, you have friends was, on as well? Then yeah. Thank you. Um, it can be hard to interview colleagues that you know. <laughs> <laughs> people you've met many yeah, times. People that you know the night their name. You see why it was hard now. Exactly. But, uh, no, Julian's very funny, but it was, it was like, it's just like, I did one with Andrew Doyle after that, it was much easier, but then I'd prepared for it, and I, I learnt lessons. Julian's one was a learning experience, I learnt Also, I felt like you put me on the spot a couple of times, only in hindsight, I didn't mind that though, I didn't complain to you about that. No. Not like that. Well, yeah. you live and learn, podcasts are a learning experience, this is why, you know, you do, I've done 20 of my new one, my new one's a film one that's coming what, out. The what new is one, right? the concept? It's... Top five movies. Just watch a film. It's no, it's a totally fun break from the real world. Nothing yeah. about masks. It's about so what I did. I started putting on my Instagram during the lockdown just for something to do. I started like ranking movies into top fives, like top five Quentin Tarantino movies. Just I felt like it. Then people would reply to me, go, "No, you're wrong. It's not that one." I thought, "Oh, this is kind of interesting." And then someone was like, "You should do this as a podcast." And that was enough market research to convince me to put my whole life into it. One guy said, "You should do it." That's so a good started, idea, though. So what it is, it's me and my friend, because my friend is like a film director. He, 
he was a film producer in his teen years, producing movies with like Whoopi Goldberg and stuff. He was working on Is them. Is that Ben? Yeah, yeah. And then he left. Um, ben Foggy's called. And then he I left. did an audition where he was the casting director once. Did you get it? Yeah. Okay. No. I, I know you didn't. Uh, <laughs> that's what I asked. Um, Nick told him not to give it to me because I fucked his <laughs> podcast up. <laughs> I didn't tell him. I just, I just gave him options. Yeah. I just said he's but a bit difficult on set. He's very difficult to work I've with. I've heard rumours. I just, I just, I just hate him. He'd stonewall you. Yeah, yeah. Whoopi was hard to work with, mate. Should Julian. <laughs> He did this, he worked with, just to give a potted history of his story, he's quite interesting. he worked, as I understand it, he worked in Hollywood. Then he's like, I want to do my own stuff. This is too, this is not what I want to do, even though he's making a lot of money. Then he wrote his own script, sold it for like a decent amount of money. Then he, then he moved on, then he tried to, then he wanted to have like a more normal life. So he went to like do film school, I think in Manchester. But the, the, the teacher said to him, you know way more about film than me already. You should teach the course. He didn't want to do that. Then he ended up going to the best film school in the country, but then he didn't like the way they did things. That's an unconfident teacher, isn't it? I know. I'd have just blagged it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Made some shit up. (laughs) So he's one of these guys where I was obsessed with films when I was young, and I'm obsessed with films, and I've seen a lot of them, but he's seen everything. You you go to his house, there's a film that's not out for two years, and he's got it sort of thing. So he's the expert on it, and I'm the sort of the host. And and we do, and we just, what we do is give us a topic, and we try and come up with the essence of that topic, then come up with the best. So we'll do like we'll do like the best Michael Douglas movie. It's like how yeah. do you come up with the essence of a Michael Douglas? Movie? Then we'll Romance rank them in the, the top stone. five. Yeah, well, that's one. You could be on it. You could be on it. So that's all we do, and it's very fun. Just like it's a fun. Just we talk about the nineties a lot. Yeah. It's just a fun thing. We've done we've done the whole first season. It's about to come out, and then we can find out if people actually like it or not, or if we've wasted the last month cool. or two. It's a good what's idea. The, what's the first episode? What first episode about? First episode was. Gangster movies, I believe. It's about Frozen. Because trying to do that, imagine trying to come up with the top five gangster movies. It's almost impossible. And I oh, like good, the fact that it's... Goodfellas at the top, or Godfather. Well, there you go. I mean, I like... two. Well, there's Godfather 2, and then there's Carlito's Way, Donnie Brasco, there's Scarface. I mean, there's... yeah, but they're not yeah. Goodfellas or Godfather. You see how it generates controversy. This is why the podcast Definitely. is going to work. Once Upon a Time in America. That's like excellent Miller's Crossing. Film. Scarface, give me a break. Miller's Crossing. Those America. are the top four. This is, um, and we try and do it within 45 minutes to an hour. We try and actually come up with the essence of it, compile it live, and then rank it. And so, let's see. I thought about calling it the 90s movies podcast. We ended up talking about the 90s a huge, because it was the best yeah, era. Yeah. In you should just call way. it the only movie podcast or something. That's quite good. <laughs> it's kind of like Mark Kermode's podcast, if, if, but with, less, with non-famous people yeah, who were funnier. Constant talk about it. So it's yeah. also funny and we mess about. It's not like really serious, but it's geeky mixed with funny kind of, yeah. I hope yeah. I've pitched that well enough for people to listen. But we've got—it's like about to launch. We've got like the whole first season's done. But I hope I've pitched it so that some people listen. A lot of I, film, I, I, bu- a lot of film buffs listen to this podcast, actually. Do they? Or they'll look. Yeah. It. Perfect. Um, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I rarely. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I mean it. Well, I wasn't sure. And then some people mess with me and it's kind of like, yeah, I definitely. Lisa listen to Gold. I, I can name Lisa Gold. She's a. I think she knows Mark Commode. Really. She's a big film buff. Yeah. Well, there you go. And they can, maybe they'll hate it and say, oh, I've got wrong. a film wrong on here and she's messaged me. <laughs> You've got what? I've got a film wrong, I think I've got a film wrong once on here. And oh, and she messaged. She messaged, um, she's a purist. Right. Perfect for her then. Yeah. It's, but it's not quite out yet. That's Tune the, in. Because we only, you only just told me we were doing this yesterday. But it'll be out next week or so and it'll be top five movies. I'm, I might change the name. I think it'll be that. And it'll be, it's just a great podcast. Cool. So, and the only I mean, goal for it is to try and actually do it this time and get to like, 100 episodes my yeah. goals are very humble these days it's do 100, get to 100 just to start with and not 
self-destruct and hate the other person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a, that's a good You've managed um, it somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Are we at 100? Excuse I reckon we're at 100. Do you think? I don't know. I, stopped, I don't count, mate. I don't know. Uh, 100, maybe. That's a lot, isn't it? We I don't reckon. Number, no, do you know we what? We're not at 100. Cause but are you at 100 doing... including the Chris years? Oh, well over 100. Well, Chris years were 10 years. You mean without yeah. me, Nick? I don't like to put it like that, Julian, but I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, but, I know, because yeah. I thought you meant before we renamed it. We did a few, didn't we? Yeah, I reckon this is. We, I don't. I reckon. I don't reckon we're at a hundred because we've been doing it since September two years ago, and it's not been bang on weekly. Sometimes what I've done is cut out all the annoying variables like guests, which are always a nightmare. So yeah. I've just got it down to me and my friend, and we're doing it as co-hosts. And we might have Who's the your friend. Guests. Oh, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh I yeah. Know, I have a friend, uh, but if I don't have any friends, we've established that, Julian. But if you. Uh, and we might have the occasional guest, and that could vary it and stuff, but we're, we're doing it, you know, because guests are a nightmare, aren't they? Let's be honest. It's, I mean, no. We'll I be, speak be, as a guest now. But we, it depends. But our guests they are, are a nightmare sometimes. Nice. Yeah. But we, um, we've only ever had a couple of guests where we've had people messaging saying, like, come on now. It's not really the people. It's not the guests. I like it's not Peter the people. Hansen. It's, it's the moving parts. It's the moving parts. <laughs> what do you say? I said we've had some guests where people have got in touch and sort of had issues. And, the, and Julian said, I actually quite like Pete Johansson. He just, <laughs> just, named, just named the guests that a couple of people complained about. Um, well, you're, you're, Julian mentioned to me yesterday, and I'm here today, that is, I am available. Oh, that but is- that, that's, our booking policy is very much, we need to do it. It's me and Julian going, oh, shit, should we do an episode tomorrow? Oh shit, we haven't got a guest because we haven't actually planned That's to do right, one until in. then. But there's so many good guests and stuff, isn't there? It's quite like it's you know. I like we've tried to rescue that dude, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, none were available today. But <laughs> I mean, um, the point is, it can be hard to do it consistently. There's lots of moving parts. Anyway, only maybe I shouldn't meta analyze a podcast on a podcast. Exactly, this is getting too meta. But we should probably wrap it up. Um, yeah, good point. I should go and father my child. Can we edit that last, last 15 minutes out? Absolutely And just not. put a piece of text saying Nick has a new film podcast <laughs> and just take it. Because I, I think I, I talked about it for too long. I could sense no, it. No, it's fine. People can skip forward. People can, people can you know, people bail can out on that the podcast bit. if they want. That's the beauty of podcasts is the listener has the control of how they actually take it in. Um, that's it. Nick, at Nick Dixon it. Comic on, yes. on the Instagram and Twitter and yep. TikTok if you're a Chinese spy. Are you doing? T- do you do TikTok? I've got one video on there. Last time I checked, I had like a hundred. Something like one hundred fifty thousand views about Eric Bailly, yeah. the Man United defender. I just nailed the TikTok formula for that one video, right. and then I stopped doing it. It's a, it's. I'm confused by it. I I've, I downloaded it a while back. Did a two couple of videos, and then you open it, and it's basically just like fucking women lip syncing to songs and dancing. But it's cakes. people I'm not even following on it, isn't it? I don't fo- like. I don't get it. Like, but beefcakes doing loads of exercises, and then, then loads of golf people just hitting big drives. And magicians, I've got magicians a name. Mate. Magicians, yeah, they're doing very well on there. Um, it's yeah, weird. It's, I, I don't like it now because it's a Chinese spy app. Probably that's the thing that bothers me about. <laughs> there it. is that as well. China's yeah. been getting our information. I don't mind them spying on me though. Right. Yeah. You like? Well, I think it. I'm pretty I love sure it. if you've got any Someone's smartphone, if you're on any other social media, if you're on Facebook, if you're on anything. They got your shit, you know what I mean? It's a fact. I know, yeah, exactly. If you're not using VPNs, if you're not in that cage that Gene Hackman had in Enemy of the State, just in a I only use the dark web anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but that's for different stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's for your browser. (laughs) Silk Road. Um, Right. (laughs) Nick Dixon, everyone can check out your podcast. 
Yes, thank you. You released the name of it. Um, It'll be top five movies. The only movie podcast. And you'll find find it by finding me at Nick Dixon Comic. Nick D-I-X-O-N Comic. Thanks, guys. And um, Julian, we'll be back next time. Yeah. um, Yeah. Follow us on Patreon. Yeah, we've still got Patreon. We're still doing stuff on Patreon. The video to this will be on Patreon and the audio... So don't get General to see Julian release. actually disappear live. <laughs> I mean, um, I might put that on TikTok. I think we should. It's honestly, it looks so creepy. It looked like so. Have you seen the TV show The Leftovers? It's brilliant. It's one of the best. It's my favorite bit. My my favorite television show ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's um and yeah, it's about a, a basically what could be the rapture, but we don't know. Um, okay. And people just disappear. But there we go. It's the end of the podcast. Thank you, Nick Dixon, for joining Thanks. us. Bye. Take Bye. Bye.